Welcome to Tackless Radio. I'm an icon, like what's on your desktop Working non-stop, how could I fly? If you don't me, will you say that shut the fuck up? Man, I hate hoes, who be I can stuck up? So bitch, don't get fucked up for trying to act too tough Man, I don't fuck with these niggas like Googlers You wasn't so intimidated, maybe you can learn from me Maybe cop a job, let you work, come and earn from me How the fuck you hating on me, but ain't never heard of me Get you gone in 2.3, that's the nerd I'm a bitch that's better than kill, they got skill Always Okay, back to the heat, bitches know they kick a pee I'm fire and really pay like Black Wall Street Niggas ain't really all hoes play a role How you live a double life and broke a boat? Talk about who you hang around, he broke the code I heard that you a player, how you doing on the coach? Told to show a face like a zoom in it Say you getting money, little nigga, who is you? Not for real though, bitches love the screen, we ain't the same And I know, cause I make money and y'all hoes don't Oh, Hello, hello, come on in And welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio And it is I, your favorite host be bad yo can we talk about that song for a second wasn't it fantastic wasn't it absolutely amazing if you love that song like i do go ahead and get into killuminati that's spelled k-i-l-l-u-m-a-n-t-i-i killuminati because she kills these beats (laughs) she kills these lyrics Go ahead and get into her and download the song Black Wall Street. Yes, y'all. That is the title of the song. Fell in love with the title of the song. Then I listened to her, fell in love with her, did a little background. She's 22, y'all, from Atlanta, Georgia. And crazy, I recall watching a viral video of hers a couple years ago when she was a little bit younger about clapping back on some classmates, I believe who were subtweeting her and talking crap about her online, but were hiding behind fake pages. It was actually a fantastic freestyle. Um, She was like 16 freestyling about clapping bitches on Twitter who were subtweeting her. I was like, well, damn, why is this shit so hard? It literally sounded like she was in the kitchen whipping up work, but she was just doing homework. But if you all enjoyed that song, it is Black Wall Street by Killuminati. Yeah, get into it. And we're going to go ahead and get into our episode, y'all, with Shit I Saw. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and it is now time for Shit I Saw. And Shit I Saw is the segment where I come across a tweet or TikTok or Instagram post or Facebook status where I'm like, what the hell is that? And it moves me or it makes me think or it leaves me befuddled. And I need to sit with it a little longer and I sit with it with you all. And we go through it together. Sometimes these are super fun and funny, Sometimes they're a little dark and depressing, but this one I, I'm going to be a little bit more informative about. So we're heading over to TikTok and I came across a TikTok by a content creator of the name at DeAndre. So it's D-E-A-N-D-R-E-E-E, three E's underscore. It's just a very quick video. They are sprawled out on the floor looking lifeless and the caption to the video goes emotional incest mom faking a heart attack while her son is tending to his pregnant wife who just went into labor so the context of the tiktok is that the mom who this person is emulating is sprawled out on the ground looking like they're dead lifeless all because her son has to leave her to be with his pregnant wife who just went into labor. And I thought this was so funny 
it's funny if you like get to see the video, which please y'all go to TikTok, follow, like the videos, amazing, amazing content. But it's funny because I go to the comments because I love reading comments to see how the girls are thinking about things. And I go to the comments and all the comments are like, yep, had that experience. Yep. Happened to me. Yep. I can super relate. My mother-in-law did this. My mother-in-law did that. And it's funny because the content creator was like, here I am thinking that I'm making new and original and funny content. And y'all are just like, no, it's not new. It's not original. Actually happens very often. And I was like, you know what? That's interesting that this particular content creator thought that they were doing something so unique, which It's hilarious. I definitely gave it a like and a chuckle and hell, I'm even talking about it on my podcast. But it's interesting because the content creator assumed that this does not happen to women Um, or just to people who are in relationships with other individuals who have mothers who are committing emotional incest or enmeshment, which is going to be the educational component of this segment. Because what I want to talk to you all is about enmeshment between a son and a mother, because I have been in a relationship in the past with a man who had a mother who was a very interesting character when it came to her son being in a relationship, not even just being in a relationship with me, but just being in a relationship in general, I know how it feels to be with a man whose mother is relentless. My ex's mother literally stated out loud that she would leave her bed in the middle of the night. Mind you, this woman is married. So I also just want to lift the veil that enmeshment and emotional incest between a mother and a son only happens if it's a single mother. It does not because it can also happen in family dynamics where the father is very, very present. (laughs) So let's just, you know, clear that out because my ex came from a two-parent household where the mother was very explicit about leaving her own bed where she lays with her husband And we'll go down the hall to, at the time, my ex's room to wake him up to protect the house if she was to hear a bump in the night. And it was so confusing to me when I heard that. Mind you, I'm like young, early 20s. And I'm thinking to myself, because my daddy is in the house with us. And if something was going on in the house, I never would expect or assume that my mother would go get my brother before she turned to her husband and was like, hey, did you hear that? It was the weirdest thing to me to hear in that moment, but it, str- it, but it stuck with me because then I had to say to myself, okay, I have to be particular about the family dynamics of the men that I date because it might not necessarily be anything that they're doing, but that is definitely some bullshit I don't need to be involved in. And then there were other little things that kind of came up, like he felt the need to buy his mother very, 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 very personal expensive gifts for birthdays and Mother's Day and Christmas, which is totally fine in the grand scheme of things, because I believe that mothers are fantastic and amazing individuals. But the fact that she would get angry when he didn't, Or she would get angry at him when he did something for me. I'm kind of looking at this situation like, "Mm, something's not all the way right here. And then what's so interesting about social media is that sometimes in life, you think that what you're going through is a very unique experience. And then you open up Twitter or you open up Facebook or you open up TikTok in this instance, and you realize that we are all living the same fucking life. Here I am thinking that it would be absolutely crazy to hear that a wife would go wake her son up to protect the house versus the husband who pays the mortgage. But it's not crazy 
because other women have also had this experience. So I just want to share some of the comments about the experiences that other women have had to live through with dating men who have mothers who are committing emotional incest or enmeshment. I just want women and femmes who are listening to me to hear their comments, their stories as red flags, that if you are experiencing any of these things, it may be a good time to put that relationship on the back burner because there's a lot of trauma in that space. It's a lot of therapy that needs to go down that I'm just telling you, sis, don't sign up for it. That is not your battle. So listen to a couple of these comments because I really do want other women to be able to catch these kind of red flags. So the first comment at the top was basically a woman saying that the scenario presented in the TikTok was exactly what she went through. Her mother-in-law faked a heart attack and then left the hospital when they wouldn't say that she had one. And I'm like, that's a lot. That is a whole lot. Another comment was, child, my ex-mother-in-law said she was in a spiritual labor for Christ and pretended to give birth in the bathroom while I was in real labor. I also want to let you all know that those are signs of a narcissist. When the attention cannot be on them, they will go to the high heaven and hell to make it about them. And all in all, narcissistic mothers typically are committing emotional incest and enmeshment. Those two, those things go hand in hand here. Another comment, his mom would make his little brother call crying and saying, why did you leave us when he moved in with me? Wow. To get the sibling involved is also very detrimental because those type of mothers will cause a divide, particularly between the son and the daughter, by making the daughter be the slave of the household and propping the son up on a pedestal, those type of mothers are evil because they use their children as pawns and an emotional game that they want to try and play. Another comment here, his mom texted him hinting that something bad happened within their family just for her to cry to him and say, this is what I have to do to make you talk to me. I have to lie to get you out the house like miss ma'am all you had to do was tell him that you wanted to see him to emotionally manipulate your child instead of just saying hey i miss you can you come over is a twisted type of sicko another comment here my mother-in-law says i'm who is pregnant is undeserving when my husband does anything husbandly for me and that she deserves him now that is one of the biggest most disgusting <laughs> red flags that your mother-in-law tells you, the wife, that you're undeserving and that the son deserves a woman like her, not you. At that point, that woman believes that that son is her husband. Always hated the phrase. Always, always hated the phrase. You're the man of the house. You're the man of the house. And it's crazy because there would be a full-fledged father figure in the home and you all still make that little boy the man of the house psychologically it's fucking them up can you all please stop doing that please because then what happens is that they don't do anything because they have an assumption that they're the man of the house you're not enforcing any type of structure because they get to do whatever they want to do because you look at them as a husband you serve them like you would your husband. You cater to them like you would your husband. You let them do whatever they want to do like you probably would your husband. And then these men start to date us and we don't know what to do with them because they are broken. Because you mothers who are doing this very toxic thing to their sons are fucking them up. And they are defective by the time they get to us. And I'm letting... All of my sisters know who are hearing my voice and sharing these comments to look out for these kind of red flags because you all can keep them. 
And it's sad and it's troubling and it's going to take a lot of us just being able to say, hey, I get it. You're a mama's boy. Mama comes first. Your mother held you down. Your mother was there when no one else was. I completely understand the love for a mother. I love my mother dearly. I would kill for that woman. But I am my own individual. She is her own individual. More importantly, my brother is his own individual. And those two people are separate. Why? Because my mother does not put the emotional labor on my brother for the simple fact that he's one of the very few masculine energies in the household where there were three girls, but that she appropriately turned to my father and that's where the emotional labor was placed because when they took vows, that's what was decided. But some of you women are marrying men, whether you need to or want to, but some of you women are marrying men that y'all don't like. And you all are marrying men that you hate. You all are marrying men because they're able to fulfill one component, maybe financially, but they're not fulfilling your emotional needs. They're not fulfilling your mental needs. And you all are getting that from your children, specifically your sons. And that's wrong. And that's absolutely disgusting because now he doesn't have any boundaries for himself. Another comment, which I think is very interesting. Latinos too. My grandmother had a stroke when my sister was moving out. That's emotionally abusive to fake a health condition, to get someone to do something, narcissistic. Another comment, his mom and sister said I was ruining Christmas because I wanted to take him to meet my grandfather before he passed away. Yeah, sometimes the enmeshment is not specifically always between a mother and son. I'm saying that I'm focusing on mother-son dynamics because I have experience there with being the outside girlfriend. And I feel like a lot of times women don't talk about this because we don't want to come off as being bitter, but it is a very unhealthy dynamic when it shows up in these type of ways. But enmeshment and emotional incest is not specifically just between the parent who is the mother and the child who is a son. It can happen in in the entire household across gender lines, across generational lines. Like your grandmother could be a fucking demon because she's emotionally incestual with all the family members. You can't leave her house. You can't do anything you want to do without getting grandma's blessing. And I understand that there's a couple articles that I read learning more about this, that your level of enmeshment that you will be exposed to as a child does in fact depend upon the culture that you're brought up in, specifically black and brown homes. I just know this because I'm also black. There is going to be a level of enmeshment because for a very long time, family was all we had because they were killing us left and right or they were separating us left and right. A lot of times there weren't other people that looked like you that understood your plight. So a lot of times your family does take the hit in terms of emotional labor. And then depending on what generation you grew up in, your family would take financial hits or physical hits. It's kind of like you don't leave family behind because we're a village, we're a tribe. When we rise, we all rise together. If you make it, you had to send the money back. Because we put you through school so that you could become a doctor so you can send that money back. We living in the village. We need help. That's why we put you up on that pedestal. There's a lot of guilt that is stemmed around that. So I at least want to be able to be the first one to say that I'm not completely ignorant to the fact that enmeshment is all bad. Because some of it, I know that it stems from our generational trauma, from trauma in the past. And I understand that that level of enmeshment was there because we were all we had. But we are living in different times now, and some of that we got to let go. We got to let some of that go. We got to get people in therapy talking about these things, sharing these stories, because these stories are important to understand, hey, am I going crazy? 
Or am I looking at a situation that just doesn't feel right? No, sis, you're not going crazy. That woman loves that man more than just a son dynamic. It's really nothing that you can do about the situation outside of just letting that man know, hey, not really going to be in this for the long haul, knowing that these are going to be the hurdles I have to jump. I hope you and your mother get the help you need. Have a good day. Another comment. When we were about 11, my mother told my brother that he has plump lips and that girls would chase him for it. And she was jealous of the girls. Whoo. It is it is a very real, real situation for some family dynamics. Another comment. My mother-in-law kicked my hub out of the house the night before our wedding because he wouldn't cancel it. He cut himself from her ever since. If your boyfriend turns into a fiance and you all are starting to get married and that woman who was all sweet and nice when you were a girlfriend turns into an absolute bitch, run. Because she was putting up a front And she is absolutely going to make your life a living hell because emotional incest is crazy and unchecked. And those women are despicable. They are. They are despicable. So if you all of a sudden find yourself to become a fiance and your boyfriend's mom is being a bitch, run for the hills. I've been with my boyfriend for five years and his mother still refuses to have me come for his birthday dinner with his family. (sighs) That's sad. Another comment. When he buys you flowers and his mom goes, I never get any. Like, okay, ma'am, that's what your husband is for. Mm. Actually, this one is literally like the TikTok. Laughing my ass off, not my mother-in-law faking a heart attack and using my little sister-in-law to guilt trip my man because I asked her not to use pictures of my son who she's never met. Ugh. And it and and what's so sad, because I've seen this too, is that if you do not get the enmeshment in check before the children start to have children, it literally morphs. And then just gets passed down to the next little one. So if you were a son that dealt with enmeshment, when you have a child, that child will also have to deal with enmeshment. Because the core issue that is there was never resolved, which is the mother not understanding that she cannot use children for mental, emotional, and physical support. That's what the man or the husband or the child's father is supposed to be doing. And if y'all don't rock, go get a boyfriend, girl, please. Or divorce your husband and actually find a man your age who is not your son, love yourself first, And then live out your biggest How Stella Got Her Groove back fantasies. But the women who are like, I'm always going to be the number one woman in his life. The the women who bitch and moan about having to sit in the back seat if the girlfriend's sitting in the front seat. Those kind of moms, those kind of women, they shouldn't have had children. They shouldn't have had children because they use children as a proxy for love they do not have within themselves. And when they thought that the affection of a man or the attention of a man would be enough, and then when they found out that it wasn't, they traumatized their children instead, instead of getting fucking help. And it's sad. So what are some signs if you are a son listening to this and you're like, I'm, I might have a crazy ass mom. So according to psychology today, here are the three signs that you want to look out for. If you suspect that you might be a person in a family dynamic that deals with emotional incest or enmeshment. The first one, difficulty sustaining intimate relationships. Number two, disassociation, confusion, or taking distance 
from your romantic partner. And number three, panicky responses to intimacy, such as flight or fight. All in all, if you continuously find that you cannot hold healthy, significant relationships with partners who are not family members, you might want to dive a little bit deeper into this and figure out if there's something there. I'm not a psychologist. I am not a doctor. I am not trying to self-diagnose anyone about anything. But I think it's important to have these conversations because what I want to do is help other people identify red flags so that you can save yourself a world of hurt, a world of trauma, disappointments, and letdowns. Because if I have already gone through it and I don't share my story so that maybe somebody else can have an easier time, then what the fuck am I doing? And what the fuck am I doing with this podcast? And for others who heard those three signs that you potentially could be in a relationship where there's some enmeshment, I do encourage you all to learn more about enmeshment and emotional incest within family dynamics. I encourage you all to talk to someone, speak to someone. It doesn't have to be your family. You know, it doesn't have to be you going upside your mama head like, bah, this is for the trauma. But please do start to open up and speak to somebody. It may just save an entire generation. Hey, guess what? Welcome to season two of Tackless Radio. And I want to go ahead and give a special shout out to my friends and family that celebrated my season two launch with me last weekend. I had so much fun just being celebrated and going through memory lane of my accomplishments with this podcast, the ups, the downs, the craziness. But I just wanted to take a moment to say that we've been rocking for a year, y'all. And I am so appreciative of every single one of you who have shared, liked, subscribed, told your friends and partner and family members about my podcast because because I am looking to do some amazing things for season two. I want to monetize. I want to grow my audience. I want to be a guest on other people's podcasts where I get the name out there. And I truly, truly want this thing to be the biggest platform for so many voices who feel unheard and especially for voices who feel as if they can't say what they want to say, how they want to say it. So I truly appreciate you all being here with me. I appreciate you all sticking through these things with me as I figure out the best method, the best audio, the best cadence to bring this crazy content to you all. So I'm excited for season two and I hope you all are as well. So let's get to it. Welcome back, folks, to the tactless topic of the week. Didn't I tell y'all? Didn't I tell y'all? See, let's just go ahead and get the fuck into it, you know? So, so what has come to light is a draft of Roe v. Wade from Judge Alito detailing how he plans to bring forth this document to the Supreme Court to hopefully overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, for those who are not aware, Roe v. Wade, uh, for the long short of it, is a woman's access to choose to have an abortion. 
because there's no fucking thing as pro-life. <laughs> you bitches don't really give a fuck. It has always been about controlling individuals in this country, specifically women. That's all the fuck it's ever been about. So we got about 30 days before it is a full blown handmaid's tale season 11 in this bitch. And I've told y'all several times on this podcast and I say, I say it just because it's a Tuesday. We have been two shakes of a tail feather away from being North Korea for a while, you know. People of color and black people have been saying that forever, but nobody listens to us, you know? So now we are starting to see what is probably going to be a domino effect. Because if you bitches think that they're going to stop an abortion, oh, you've not yet wiped your ass because they are coming for gays, for your BBC and your pog lovers, because they're coming after interracial marriage next. They're going to be going after contraceptions. <laughs> so popping plan B's like Skittles to get out of that jam, because neither one of y'all had a condom last night. Throw that shit out the door. There's so many things that this particular case fall under that other rights, like gay marriage, like being able to teach your child another language in this country outside of English, like that, the the little things that so many of us quote unquote take for granted because we've not lived a life than the one that we have right now, which has been afforded with so many rights because <laughs> apparently it's real easy for us to go to North Korea status because that's what the fuck we are treading to right now. So what I want everybody to understand about Roe v. Wade, quote unquote, being up for grabs and about to be overturned is that it falls under the realm of an individual's right to privacy. Who you marry, who you fuck, what you teach your children, the fact that wives can get birth control so that she can fuck her husband without having to be John and Kate plus eight. That's also up for grabs. But at the same time, that is the wife and the husband's privacy of whatever the fuck they decide to do. So that's where a lot of these laws started to come up from privacy. Keep your laws out of my house, out of my womb, out of my bedroom, out of my love. And now they are ripping all that shit at the seams. And our democracy is becoming undone before our very eyes. As a black as a black woman, I don't know, y'all. Like for the most part, this is all completely fucked up. You know, we all can sit here and really be on the side of history that says we fought for the choice and access to an abortion. And, you know, as quiet as it's kept, I am actually really shocked that I have not seen more men upset about this. The way that you all kick and scream about having to pay for child support, the way you all literally try to kill your baby mamas, how you all hate the woman that conceived your child. I really thought you all would be the loudest voices about the fact that abortion is going to be taken away. Because bitch, if they're going to force us to be mothers, you damn right, you're going to be forced to be a father. And they're not just going to stop at abortion, you dumbasses. They're going to also take away contraception. They're also going to take away birth control. So anytime you want to have sex with a woman and we all know y'all pull out game is absolutely atrocious. There's going to be babies everywhere. For a lot of y'all, there's babies everywhere now. But it's going to be worse. Why? Because birth rates are in the decline in this country. 
Shocking. Who would have thought when you allowed women to also have choice and access to an education, access to wealth, access to property, access to their own bank accounts, access to being able to drive a car and be wherever the fuck they want to be on their own. Gee golly. They also have realized that being trapped by a child is just not the move anymore. And it's not the only way to be fulfilled. So there's way more women who are not getting pregnant at all or getting pregnant and having children later in life. And this is the thing, that all of this is cyclical. All of this is related. All of this is one. We are one. It is a system that needs to operate in a particular kind of way for it to operate effectively. And there are some cogs in the machine currently that are not working effectively and they are doing everything they fucking can to get this shit back on track at our expense because that's all this system knows how to do is to exploit people. So when women are not having babies at the same rate as they used to when you weren't allowing abortion and access to birth control and contraception Because who's going to replace the generation that is retiring and sucking up all of our fucking social security? Who is going to be the next set of hands to keep this capitalistic machine going? Who is going to be the next set of hands that we can put a war machine in so they can go fight for our oil? We don't have enough people. Specifically, we don't have enough white babies. Because the conversation on the other side is that Adoption is down because there's not enough children to quote unquote adopt, which in this country is just a legalized way of buying babies. So now we don't have enough white babies because y'all put the brown and black babies into foster care and into the system. Now there's not enough clean white babies to adopt because if adoption was for the betterment of that child, then why are people paying tens and thousands of dollars for a child? And if you all did not know this, white children cost the most. And whenever you talk to those white parents that ended up with a black or a brown child, it's really because that child was in their budget. (laughs) Sound like slavery. Exactly. Because that's what the fuck it is. On the other side of this conversation, that industry is a billion dollar industry and they're low on supply. So now something must be done. It's fucking everything up. Adoption is down. There's not enough workers. Everyone is panicking. And what they're realizing is that it's just better to try and control everything. And they've been doing this for a while. And that's what's really pissing me off about this conversation as I look more to the intersectionality of this. This this didn't happen overnight. Of course, Trump, was the cherry on top to the master plan with putting three conservative bitch-ass motherfuckers in the Supreme Court who, of course, are going to agree to overturn Roe v. Wade and all they need is one more motherfucker and boop, we are back in Handmaid's Tales eras. What is so frustrating about all of this is that white people, specifically white women, will cut their nose to spite their face because those 55% of white women who voted for Trump, I don't want to hear shit from you. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to see shit. I'm not going to your fucking marches. I'm not signing no fucking petitions. And to tell you the truth, this is exactly what the fuck you get. I have no sympathy for you bitches. None whatsoever because you sat and wanted to be the Mrs. Pick Me of Alabama that you did whatever the fuck your husband said and he told you to go vote for Trump and you did it despite everything in the news about that nigga being the absolute worst candidate from grabbing pussy to being involved with minors you didn't give a fuck Voted for him anyway, and then had the audacity to take your ass up to the Capitol on January 6th 
to try and literally rip apart our country (laughs) with a Trump 2024 sticker on the back of your fucking car. And then all this goes down and you're shocked. All, All of this starts to happen and you are appalled. You were taken aback. You are flabbergasted. The gumption, the gall. You cannot believe it. I can't believe it's butter. Bitch, get the fuck out of here. That's why we can't play nice with white women. We can't. Because everybody in the South doing what the fuck they need to do literally almost flipped Texas and Georgia into a blue state. But guess what was holding them the fuck back? The 55% of white women who want to be fucking stupid. So you know what? I hope you all have a fantastic time at your marches and at your protests. And I hope that you all get to the promised land on your fucking own. Because at this point, it's comical if you expect for black women and women of color to help you with Roe v. Wade as you sat for the last 50 years in this country on your ass did absolutely nothing but spit in the face of progress. I hope you get everything you set out to get by your fucking self because get this bitches the only reason you got Roe v. Wade is literally because and this is in the footnotes of Judge Alito's 96 page 98 page document page 30 in the footnotes it does specify that the reason why so many people were even for abortion wanted Roe v. Wade was because they were so racist. They thought, hmm, well, that's a really interesting way to get the black baby population down. I guess we don't have to necessarily shoot them and imprison them as quickly. We can just get the women to go to the clinics and kick them out. You know what? This sounds like a great idea. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fucking push abortion through and let's put, and let's put all the clinics in impoverished communities. Y'all know they did that, right? Y'all do know that you only have access to abortion on the backs of black women because abortion really was for the termination of black babies because it says on page 30, they were actually interested in suppressing the growth of the African American population. And then guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? When they pushed it through and abortion then became legal, white women went out in droves to yeetus the fetus. So it wasn't even black women. Look at the statistics, please. Because I hate the fact that white women in this country have the best PR team because it is projection at its best while you all sit there and talk about Shaniqua the welfare queen and it is white people who are taking all of a government assistance the same way that y'all wanna talk about how black women were the ones, the main ones getting abortions. No, it was actually Sally and Mary and Bethany. Yetus the fetus, 60%. Because you won't get this, get this. And I swear to God, find me if you think I'm wrong, but get this. We wouldn't even be having an issue with Roe v. Wade getting overturned if black and brown women were the majority in terms of getting abortions. That's what they wanted, but we're not. It's white women. 60%, you all are killing the quote unquote babies that they want. And they are going to criminalize you all 
for trying to have an abortion to give birth to children you don't want so you can put them into an adoption center to feed that cycle so we can get back to slavery in this country. You all are holding everything up. So now they got to put laws in place so they can control you all. But that's the thing. You all voted their asses in there so that they can control you. And that's where my sympathy has to come to a halt. Because you bitches are dumb. And I don't know what else to say to you all. Now, don't get me wrong. Even though white women definitely had a hand in getting us where we are right now, we do all together need to fight because I am the biggest advocate for black women putting their energy towards black women issues only. But this issue, even though white women, (laughs) you all are crying out for help as you usually do. We have to do something about this because this is the little thread that will be tugged on to undo the entire seam of this dress. (sighs) But I will say this, everyone's advocacy will look different. I believe everyone's advocacy and support and protests should look different. And I really do believe That that 55% that voted for Trump, you bitches pack a lunch, get the fuck on the bus and spread yourselves around America like a mayo sandwich and get your asses on the ground and do the real work out in the sun, farmers, tans and all. I don't give a fuck. But because of your stupidity, we are exactly where we are today. So you all... (laughs) Sorry to say it, but you all, y'all going to have to be out there in the fields. <laughs> y'all going to have to be the ones out there in the fields. Don't give a fuck. But there are other ways that we can fight. There are other ways that we can support each other. There are other ways that we can try and get our fucking lives back. This is a voting year. Y'all need to be looking at everybody with a fine tooth comb y'all need to be going to city hall meetings and asking difficult questions when it comes to money that shit rules the world so now moving forward be cognizant of where you're putting your dimes are they black are they woman guess we not doing did that bitch vote for trump fucker nope take your dollar back do not spend where we are not wanted where people are not voting and the way that we need them to so we can get this shit on track. Women, ladies, femmes, individuals with uteruses, stop going to work. Fuck them. We, if you all did not know this, are the majority of the workforce in this country because there's more women than men. We are 60% of the professional workforce as well. The majority. I don't know if you all knew this, but the same thing was happening in Iceland. And all the women said, fuck you, we're not going to work. It took them one day and they turned that shit around. They were like, "Mm, never mind. We'll give the bitches back their rights. It took one day. Every woman did not go to work. Think about that. From teachers to engineers, childcare, doctors, police officers, nurses. Try us if you want to, bitch. And I will be the first to start it. But if there is a mama out there who cannot protest by not going to work, I think, you know, I've been in the women verse streets on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You know, we all been talking. It's, you know, the buzz of the day. We are all definitely talking about 
the day <laughs> that they quote unquote overturn Roe v. Wade, we are not going to work. So that is going to be a all woman, all occupation strike. And I understand that there are some who cannot afford to strike. If you're a mama or someone who is disabled or you are, if you're in a position where you cannot take off of work, I am willing to pay a person's day rate to say, fuck that job so that we can all be on one accord. And I also, please write me to tacklesspodcast at gmail.com, tackless underscore radio, Twitter, IG, TikTok, tackless radio, one word. Reach out to me if you too are a person that is willing to pay for a woman, a femme, a person with a uterus's day rate. If they are unable to take off on that day so that we all can be on one accord and we can all protest together because I'll tell you this bitch want to fuck with us fine then we won't go to work get your shit done then because as quiet as it's fucking kept the only reason this economy is running is because of women so how about this how about this Run it without us since you fucking think you know everything. Run it without us. Women, band your money together. Reach out to me if you are willing to support a person who cannot take off of work. And reach out to me if you are a person who cannot take off of work and you are willing to get in on this. So it's going to be a couple ways we're going to attack this. It's going to be a long, tiresome battle. So we need everybody, men, women, femme, gay, non, we need, get your ass up and get on board. Because it, it will not stop here. And it is so unfortunate how desensitized we are. And I was probably on purpose But it's so unfortunate how desensitized we are because we see these things happening and we just go on about our day because bills need to get paid. I need y'all to wake the fuck up. This is war. And I don't think you all understand that we ain't coming back from this without a fucking fight. So welcome to season two, because shit's about to get fucking real.